0: What is up everybody? Welcome back to Sequence. I'm your host Trevor Plouffe and today we have a great episode for you. Coming on to talk with us today is my buddy Brian Dozier. All-star, World Series champ, gold glove winner. Uh, really a complete player who I got to see a ton of while we were in Minnesota together. Uh, I got to see him blossom from kind of a light hitting shortstop to one of the more feared power hitting second baseman in the game. So I'm very excited to talk hitting with him. Uh, he, I want to talk about how he developed that power stroke. And then the main thing I want to get into with him, I think you guys are going to find this really interesting, is how he's able to handle that pitch at the top of the zone. He was one of the few guys that had a swing for it. He had that that club in the bag, And with how pitchers are going today, you know, hitting that top of the zone, let's try to find some tips from old Brian right here so that we can use it and get better when we're on the field i'm very excited to talk to him he's got a wealth of knowledge and he's willing to share with us so let's go ahead and get straight to the interview right now and we are here joined by coach sack brian dozier brian what's up man how are you
1: what up my boy
0: I'm excited to have you on, dude. Um, we you came on the podcast, but I've, I've wanted to get you on on Sequence for a while, just to talk a little bit of hitting, get in the mind of one of the all-time great power hitting second baseman. And I don't, I really mean that, dude. Like you turned into that, and I and I love being able to see it. So, the first question I'm going to throw at you is, where did your hitting style come from?
1: So, uh, high school, college. Um, majority of minor leagues, I always was a get your foot down early, spin hitter, fillet the ball to right field inside out. That's all I ever knew. Uh, m- my triple A year, Tom Brunansky was my hitting coach and he, we went and played golf together, which you remember Bruno was awesome mm-hmm. at golf. He hits one, I don't know, 260. I'm like 280, pipe one. And he's like, why wouldn't you ever, like, do, take the same swing in baseball? And I'm like, ah, it's a completely different swing. He's like, no, it's not. Uh, it's the same thing, unlocking your hips and using your legs. And I was like, huh. So we went straight from the golf course to the field, and we did this drill for, like, a month straight of taking a fungo at home plate, and we would just – I would toss it up myself, and he said, see how far you can hit it over the um, – the left field foul pole. And so I just went, I was tossing it up and just hooking balls down the line and trying to get the ball in the air to left field. And so after about a month, I finally got to, okay, I can't just use my upper body. Cause using a fungo, you kind of, it takes away like really heavy lifting on your upper body. You have to use your legs. And uh, I started lowering, getting lower in my, uh, my stance and using my legs and it unlocked my hips. And so I guess about eight years, nine years in the big leagues, I, I just try to get the ball in the air to left field every time.
0: <laughs> so, so, what, so when you talk about hips, this is funny because I just had a conversation uh, with Josh Donaldson about yep. golf and, and swings and how much he thinks they're correlated. When you say unlocking your hips, you mean like getting back up into that back hip? Was it was it front leg? Like, what what did that mean to you as far as like unlocking your hips?
1: So basically, what I was taught. Like I said, foot down and stuff. I was just kind of like a like a spin hitter, meaning sitting in sure. my legs, foot down, and just rotating. Uh, nothing was ever in my backside driving into my front side. And in order to do that, it's kind of like the whip effect. Your your hips have to clear while this still is back here, mm-hmm. and then you then you get the whip through. And basically, everything has to be almost pointed at the pitcher, the ball, the pitcher while these hands are still back here to allow that whip. And uh, for so long, I was foot down, and as the ball was coming, I'd let it travel so deep that I never really got my hips through. They would just kind of, and I'd just flay it to right or hit singles. And which is, you know, I don't know. Just for me, it didn't work. And so I learned to kind of unlock those hips to get everything, that whip effect, and um, that was it.
0: Them. i see i see that in your swing i mean i've been watching him prepping for this video and the one we're going to go over i think there's a slow-mo at the end where you really see that where you do you get your hips through but what that also i feel like allows you to do like you said your hands are back yeah. while your hips going so like this is a little bit of the separation factor yeah and your hands do they're able like because you cleared your hips instead of like kind of coming in and out of the zone i think you develop that path or you yeah. were getting it back here and you were staying through the ball. And you do feel like at the moment of contact, when I watch your swings, I feel like that bat thing, that speeds up like crazy. Like they get that whip.
1: It's it's like you said, the whip effect. And Donaldson, you alluded to him. He's really big on that, pointing everything to the pitcher. You know, and you say – you say uh, – I was talking hips. A lot of people think like knees down to try to like get everything overly rotated. You. What, one of my favorite players, George Springer, you look at him and his, his, his like, right inside ankle is always on the ground. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. even get his knees down through the ball. But his hips are so turned to, like, almost left center field while everything is still back here. It's all about unlocking the hips. So.
0: We, were, we were obviously taught coming up a lot of different things, different than that. And now it seems like they're training guys, you know, you're making your body able to do that motion. Mm -hmm. We're talking to these, these kids out here. Like I would start with that, like train your hips to be able to do the move, because if you don't have the ability to do the move, right, you're going to be stuck. Kind of like what you said, spinning instead of
1: you get stuck. Anthony, Anthony Rendon, one of my favorite players in the game, he, He still gets his foot down. He's always had the same thing, same swing since I played against him at Rice. Foot down really early. But if you, for me, I couldn't get my foot down and still get my hips though. He gets his foot down. If you slow-mo, his hips are the most flexible thing I've ever seen. It is like up and out and everything is perfect. So it's all about, for me, hips to get unlocked.
0: Okay. I love that. I I, I think uh, what's funny is, Josh Donaldson, we had this conversation. He told me I was a 70-30 uh weight distribution guy, and that's why I, I could never, you know, find that separation between hands and, and lower body. So I said, Hey, thanks. You probably should have told me that, I don't know, six <laughs> or seven years ago, Josh.
1: Hey, I've I've seen you park many balls. So <laughs> I, yeah,
0: I I I had some I had some good moments, but um talking to Josh and now talking to you about it, it almost seems like it's so like right there in front of your face. Yeah. Um, what are you talked about the fungo drill? What's another drill for people to kind of feel that feeling? Like, how do you, how do you get to that position via a, another drill that you like, say you and Bruno used to do?
1: Well, a couple of things for me, um, <clears throat> in order to be a, like a pull hitter and I was a pull hitter the last six years of my career, seven, you have to find out how to pull the ball the right way. People think, you know, just getting out in front and hooking balls, top spinning, that's not pull hitter. You got to learn how to backspin balls down the line on a line, uh, to really in order and so for me to do that, a lot of my BP was straight up the middle, see how many homers I can hit to center field, which I wasn't very good at that, but I would at least try and BP. Another thing, I'm I'm a huge practice, what you do in a game. Uh, a lot of people, especially at the younger level now, is uh, BP, let's work on right, just hitting the ball to right field. And I get all that. Uh, but at the same time, practice every element. Practice, you know, a couple of rounds, see how far you can hit it on the 3 1 counts and all this kind of stuff to get, you know, to act like you're, uh, everything's flowing. You get big eye and stuff. See if you can really control that and still hit the ball out. But then see if you can actually, you know, bear down on it. If you have to, if you're a choke up guy with two strikes or whatever, but practice everything uh, when you take BP, cages, everything. So.
0: That's great. I always say on this show, you got to have different clubs in the bag. It's like when you go to a golf course, you got to be able to do a couple different things with those sticks. Same thing with baseball. And one that I think a club that you had, that very few people still in the big leagues have is the ability uh, to go get that high pitch at the top of the zone, the high fastball at the top of the zone. What you got to share your secret, bro. Like we're all here trying to figure it out and you seem to have figured out what's, What's the secret to hitting that high pitch?
1: I think, all honesty, <clears throat> Jim told me one of my favorite guys, I know it's one of your favorite guys, he always said, don't ever get off the heater. They're going to keep <laughs> on the heater. And uh, when I first heard that, it's like, because, you know, I've always heard, and I, in saying that, I always sat on some pitches too, breaking balls of a guy that, you know. But for the most part, if a guy's got a good fastball, don't really get off of it. There's certain times you have to and bear down. I get that. Uh, But I think more and more throughout my career and really diving deep into, okay, if a guy had a good fastball, I'm going to make sure no matter what, I might get fooled on the off speed and stuff, and I'm going to be timed up to the heater. Uh, I might look like an idiot on the slider, but if he throws the heater, I'm there. And I think a lot of people uh, that, you know, the old school mentality elevate and change eye level and all this kind of stuff that people that like to come up or missed up, which you miss up with the heater a lot, you don't get through and you leave it up. If I was timed on it and I have my timing, then I could always get to it. And I've always a big, big top hand dominant guy. And in order to do that, I was never, you know, this, but top hand I worked on a lot. So I think that if I was timed on it on this heater and with my top hand, then I could, I could try to clip him at least.
0: Did you feel like you're getting on top of that ball? Because the video shows – that's not the case but like you're feeling you know how what you're telling yourself to do is that what you're telling yourself
1: uh yeah but granted I'm not a very tall guy and so once I changed my swing and I did my I step and got into my legs if you look at that the actual strike zone of when I started sinking down in my legs the ball kind of looked up I mean I would hit some up that are balls but it was kind of at the top of the strike zone. I would just be sunk down in my legs. So in order for younger, I mean a, a shorter guy to get to those pitches, you got to learn how to hit the top. I mean, you can't just you know be a six five and just down, down, down. You got to be down and then learn how to level with your eyes. And I worked on it. Me and Bruno did a lot. And uh, but timed up to the heater, you got to be.
0: I love that. Whoa, whoa, hold up! I told you, don't skip this part. It's important. You know who the show is brought to you by. It's brought to you by DraftKings. And right now they have another great deal for you. we got the tournament uh, in full swing. I'm talking March Madness. And they're doing another one of their silly offers. You bet $1 on any tournament game. And if your team wins, you win 100 bucks. It's that simple. That's it. And if you're not into college basketball, don't worry. They have a 101-odd on a few fighters in this weekend's UFC 260. So whether you're watching basketball or you want to watch that card of fights, uh, this weekend, DraftKings has something for you. All you got to do is download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code JOMBOY to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. with it. All right, here we are. This is October 7th, 2017, wild card game in the Bronx, baby. Like what, what's going through your mind here leading off this game?
1: Well, uh, first, playoff appearance. So obviously, uh, so that this is my sixth year in the big leagues now and never had a playoff appearance, and so everything was building up. Big stage, New York. A lot of jitters, I remember. Yeah. And, th- I mean, it's packed house, and they're, let's go, Yankees. It was kind of, it was pretty cool.
0: And this is a one-game, right? This is none of that silly one one three-game wild card thing.
1: You know, I, I, oh, and leading, leading off, I knew that it would be cool to do something, like <laughs> whether it be either just get on base a single or something, because we've been reading all through the week that severino first truck amount of trouble he's out and they're bringing in the bullpen mm-hmm. and so our thing was hey their bullpen you don't want to face them so huh. let's see how many runs we can put up against severino before they take him out so we'll see
0: we'll see all right let's start this thing out look at the line up there and there's the patented dozier on deck circle getting ready to bang Now, for people who don't know Severino, he throws absolute fuel with a slider. That's the best way to describe him, right? I mean.
1: Absolute fuel, 100 miles an hour almost every time. Uh, Good slider. Coming into the game, uh, we knew that young guy, he might be nervous, uh, but he's come at you. We faced him earlier that year. Didn't too, do do too well off of them. That's kind of why he got the start. Yeah. And um, so yeah.
0: Oh yeah. So Sevy, hundred miles an hour, bowling ball slider. Are you auto taking right here?
1: So hey, good question. Because as you know, I always love jumping on the first pitch yes, of the game you did. all the time. And well, there's always a rule with me. I could I, if a guy threw like ninety eight to hundred, I would take because I always wanted. I didn't think if you know if a guy's throwing hundred, I didn't want to waste a first pitch of bat because I know he's gonna keep coming with the heater. Yeah. Because he likes his heater. If he throws a hundred, he's gotta like his heater. But I wanted to so anytime a guy threw like hundred miles an hour as a starter, I always took it because I wanted to make sure I timed that pitch up because I know he's gonna come back with it later. So so I was well, all up. You, to t-
0: you took it right there. 100 miles. I agree with you. I think that's a good rule of thumb, unless you've seen a guy a ton and you yeah, kinda have you something on him.
1: But I was auto-take all the way right here.
0: what that hundred look like? Did you see it?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you, are you saw you saw no, it. It was that? a light hundred too. It just Ooh. you know, you got them heavy hundreds, but this was a light hundred. So
0: So I I said bowling ball, but you're calling it light and I do kind of remember that from him.
1: Yeah. He, well he's got some that he can turn over now, I think a lot, but he uh these whether it be the he couldn't get through the ball or something, but he was it was light.
0: Okay, There's okay. You had that adrenaline going. You saw there are 34 homers in the regular season. Just a bopper. And people know, <laughs> Brian Dozier is the guy that swings first pitch and hits homers. One nothing, right?
1: Hey, well, So, so 0-1 that, here. So, it comes back, uh, heater 99. So, 1-1. So, I'm almost, I'm almost positive this next pitch that he's going to throw a slider. And so, believe it or not, I'm not auto-taking here by any means, but – I'm still on the heater. And if I see spin, no matter what, I'm probably going to take it. Okay. Uh, that's kind of, I mean, it's a good example. He just strike one, miss a fastball. I don't think he's going to throw three in a row to no win a wild card game. So
0: I, I, I love that thinking there. And that was like a little gift from the gods right there, a little pull heater. And now it got you into that mindset. You said there's no way he's coming three in a row. So slide ball, but not swing If it's a slider.
1: Yeah. Not swing. If I see spin, I'm just going to take it and go one, two.
0: He's amped up too. So here it is
1: over, over, overthrown slider. So this is a great, uh, a little thing for anybody watching, uh, especially younger guys. I was always, uh, I heard early in my career, one, one missed uh, off speed. The highest percentage middle of counts that two, one might be a fastball. And so I'm I'm dead red on a fastball here. Two one. I'm okay. thinking, okay, he don't want to go to three one to lead off a wild card game. So I've already timed my heater up, my first pitch of the game. So I'm sitting dead red heater. So, but this goes to show you that you'll see this next pitch. It's a slider.
0: So you said hold on. One-one throws the out speed for a ball. Who told you that? Two one.
1: A guy count for a of, heater after that. A guy by the name of Slice.
0: Jim <laughs> wire, baby. Yep.
1: Uh, so he, in he, your
0: yeah. head right now, in the AL wildcard game, throughout you're my whole thinking of career, Slice.
1: You know, th- things throughout the minor leagues always stick with you. Mm-hmm. And it always stuck with me. And granted, you know, a lot of times you're wrong. But in baseball, you don't have to be 100% correct. No. You, you, if you can play the odds the majority of the time – it's all, it might always go into your favor. And uh, so I'm up here thinking one, one, okay, I'm sitting dead red heater. There's no way he's going to throw me a slider. It's not that I'm getting big eyed and I'm swinging no matter what I've already timed this heater up. So I don't have to do that.
0: Okay. So you're just sitting heater middle of the zone. You I'm know, he's not really heater, controlling it right now.
1: Right. Controlling it. Cause I don't have to gear up to hit any further. He's supplying all the power. Slider. Again.
0: An- another gift right there.
1: So now you can you can put your house, <laughs> you can put your car, you can put whatever you want to that this is going to be a 3-1 heater that he ain't going to want to – He this 21-year-old doesn't want to walk the leadoff batter of the wild card game. So he's going to groove it in.
0: I was watching this game from home, and I remember thinking the exact same thing, though. Everybody in the stadium knows he's coming heater, and everyone knows that you bang
1: heaters
0: yeah <laughs> so the cat uh, i mean the really he he can't throw anything else
1: no, no zero I, you know there might be a one percent i don't know but there's in my mind there's zero and everybody else and those baseball <laughs> it's zero <0%. laughs> yeah. percent
0: all right so we got three one now we gotta we gotta get ready for this Doge.
1: yeah
0: i think everybody here knows what's about to
1: happen yeah uh, i, I remember i remember thinking okay he definitely grooving a heater Already timed it up, 100 miles an hour, uh, or somewhere around it. See That's how far crazy. you can pull it to left field. <laughs> uh,
0: I can see you locked in, baby. Here it comes. Woo! <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you know it? No, I did not, because it was kind of – it was uh, it was probably a 10-mile-an-hour swirl wind uh, that night. It was kind of chilly, your typical, like, October baseball uh, so I didn't know it. I hit it high. I didn't hit it like on a line I hit it really, really high. So I didn't know. But, uh, as you know, Trev, when you, when, when you, when you see the left fielder back, 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 and you get close to the wall and he's about to jump, you know, that it's probably, it's probably going to be a homer. So
0: that's awesome. I love this right here. So you get it. You're firing the boys up. watch this. You're saying, let's
1: go, let's go boys. Come on. I was I I was And Then so you got your boys up.
0: right there going nuts for you. <laughs> Look at these guys.
1: <laughs> uh, I I really was so pumped. I had all my family there. This is obviously first uh, first playoff appearance. Yankees. Hey, I'm going to tell you. It's the quietest I've seen a stadium. The second quietest. The first quietest is, is two batters later when Eric yes. er- hits a three run homer. Um. And that you you could hear a pin drop in Yankee Stadium, but after this, oh my god, it was just dead quiet.
0: So th- this is the swing I want to go. The uh, uh, slow mo I want to get to because this is what we're talking yeah. about the high pitch right here.
1: Yeah.
0: So Give us, tell me about this right here. This position.
1: All right. So so when I said foot down earlier, I would get it down like really, really, really soon, and I didn't have any kind of weight distribution. So my foot's already down, and nothing has it really ever started going and you see my hips starting to clear mm-hmm. and like we talked about with george springer look at my back my back foot it doesn't ever really get around but my hips are getting around
0: hips are wide open right there yeah
1: and uh and then what i call that right right thigh and the left thigh you'll eventually see my my left leg kind of hyper extend a little bit because it it's that compact right in the left but everything's already turned straight towards the pitcher, and it's kind of that whip effect. And uh, my right thigh, my hips are all turned. Everything's locked in. A big thing that I mean, this is pre when I had some uh, knee issues or whatever. But see how firm my left side is. Yes. uh, That you got it. People say you got to have that backside strong, but you really got to have the front side even stronger to hit against it and stop that momentum, and um, and then level it off. And
0: you talk about matching a plane. You match this plane. That ball's coming downhill. It's at the top of the zone, though. And just watch you go through it, man. This is such an awesome view.
1: Oh, that's good. Through it, through it, through it, <laughs> through it. Still
0: through it, coach.
1: Uh, back behind the ball that, now, man. is it? Uh, yeah, that was uh, – I can remember a lot about that at bat. And it was – and I'm then pumped up right there. I just, <laughs>
0: I mean, that's got to be one of the better feelings you had, right? I mean, you won a World Series, so you got that one too, but.
1: Yeah, uh, I think everything just built up in that moment. Um, just like I said, I keep saying it. I've never been to a um, a playoff game. We were kind of like, you know, Cleveland was supposed to win, you know, supposed to be the big dogs and all this kind of stuff. We ended up just finishing a couple of games behind them, got into the wild card when we won the wild card, you would have thought we won the whole World Series. We're just <laughs> we're the youngest team in baseball, um, and uh, I mean everything just built up, and so it was it was pretty special for me. So,
0: yeah, and and that team, you know, obviously I have a history there, and the years that we spent together, man, we we battled, and we didn't we didn't get to where you guys got that following year. So it must have been. I don't want to say weight lifted off your shoulders but I mean that's how it felt for a lot of Minnesota.
1: Yeah, it, and it was and then obviously unfortunate you know not to be able to win but um it was just everything was was awesome. I couldn't ask for anything else except winning because I do believe uh we played uh, Cleveland. If I can if I can remember right, when we played Cleveland that year, they only beat us like 6 times. Like we swept them twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, took a couple other series from them and whoever wins this game goes and plays Cleveland. And mm-hmm. so I knew if we could just get past the Yankees, something pretty special could happen, but unfortunate, as you know, that wasn't the case.
0: What what do the twins got to do? What do you think that organization has to do? Do you think, do you think it matters to anybody there that they haven't won a playoff game since 2000, what a, a long time ago?
1: Yeah. It, uh, you know, I like, Things have changed there. They brought in some uh, some great people, coaches, front office. I mean, they, they've done some really great things. And, uh, you know, sitting back and watching it, I mean, these guys, they're always still going to be that the grinding mentality and stuff. But I feel like it's kind of starting to change a little bit. And they're starting to bring some, you know, that spending money, bring some people in and all these kind of different things. And the pitching, look at the pitching that they have right yeah. now. Uh, everything's starting to come together. And then, but at the same time, you know how baseball works. I mean, in, within their division, it's kind of getting – I mean, I know White Sox made some moves. And, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just they're kind of starting getting back to that you saw in the early 2000s where they dominated the division. And I think um, they're on the upper trend of that. So
0: I hope so, man. Minnesota deserves some playoff
1: victories, baby. Yeah, I know it.
0: But I appreciate you coming on, sharing all your knowledge with us, man. Like this really helps – people love to watch it. But then we also have the young kids out there that – take yeah. some um tips from these uh these videos man and you just sh- shared a bunch with us so Absolutely I appreciate man. you having Thank me you. on man Right on bro